Trigger warning, this episode contains discussions and personal experiences relating to eating disorders, including disordered eating behaviors, body image issues, and mental health challenges that some listeners may find distressing or triggering. Listener discretion is advised. Hello, welcome back to Confessions of Ignorance. This is Emily. And I'm Kirsten. Okay, last week we were talking to the doctors about, I think there are three favorite things. I think that's the topic we were talking about. Uh Uh-huh. And um, Dr. Chitty mentioned Squid Games. And I always wanted to watch Squid Games, except for there's like, you know, a lot of death. Are you aware? Well, I only know because he mentioned it's something It's just like about a it. lot of, a I lot never of, it. like hundreds of people are murdered. <laughs> so it's like <laughs> a little disturbing. Okay. So, but there's a <laughs> reality all, show. There's a murdered. reality show that he was telling us Where about. Where a hundred people are murdered. They're like fake murdered. Okay. So then I was like, they're fine. They'll go on to live normal lives. Like everyone's fine here. Mm-hmm. So I've been watching it, like binge watching it. And it is so good. Okay, so like what episode are you on now? I don't know. Like probably I'm like two from the end. And, and I started either probably like 10. I don't know. I don't actually don't know. And you just started. That's the point of a binge is you just go and you don't even oh think gosh. about it. The funniest part. Let me just tell everybody. The funniest part about this is Kirsten has been telling us the past four days how busy she is well, yeah. with everything going on. She's like every day she's Marco Poloing. You guys, I have... Two Christmas I, I parties through, going I had on. a crazy week. I don't week. know how I'm going to have time to do all this. But I, and so, you binge watched a whole reality well, TV listen, series. So what I do, a lot of times when I'm in like really crazy mode, one thing that I'll do is I will watch a show like while I'm doing things to kind of like make the time go by and take my mind off the fact that like my life is really hard right now. Like mm-hmm. I have like... Okay a hundred things to do. Like it's a way that I, I don't, instead instead of like stressing, like getting in my head, like just like moving around my house and being in my head, I'm just like happy because I'm like watching people get fake murdered on this show. And it's just like entertaining. Just just like (laughs) gives you the biggest thrill. (laughs) It's just so so much joy to your life. And then like hours have gone by. And before I know it, I have just like set up for my whole party. I don't even care. I'm just in the best mood. So I, I do a lot of like multitasking, but I've always been that way. When I was little, I used to walk around with a book in my hand. Like I, everywhere I would go, I would be, my brain would be like somewhere else. And I'm not saying that's that's not something that like I'm proud of, but that's just like kind of how I've operated most of my life. Yeah. I'd say I'm pretty similar actually. I like, if I'm walking on the treadmill, I'm always like trying to get work done at the same time. Mm -hmm. Mm-hmm. But um, anyway, I'm glad yeah. you're enjoying anyway, it. Anyway, I just want to report it's really, really good. Yeah, I started it with Sam a couple nights ago. It's like, it's, you know what? It's it's a little up, uplifting too. <laughs> I'm just going to put that out there. Now that I've gotten towards the end, I've I've really, you know, shed a few tears. Just forget the fact that hundred hundreds of people are fake dying. Yeah, if you could just get over and that. And hundreds of people are having their dreams crushed because they're not That winning. is so sad. But one person will be so happy, and at the end, it will all be made better. Oh, I also binge-watched Survivor last week, too. Oh, my God. I think I got caught up on, like, there's, like, seven episodes out right now or something, and I'm caught up on all of them. So if Kirsten hasn't responded to your texts or phone calls, just know it's not you. She's just been busy binging It's like the busier my week, the more TV I have to be watching to get through it. Let's just put it like that. It's a good way to justify it. It's kind of weird, but... Okay, so for today's episode, we thought it would be interesting to dive a little bit into something that you have dealt with, Emily. Yes. And I'll just preface this by saying... We've talked about this before, but our podcast really is to educate and inform first and foremost. And I think we can do that by talking to experts, but you know, you and I have both 
been through some things. And so why not dive into something that you've been through that you've learned from? And that is an eating disorder that you had when you were younger. Yes. So it's going to be great. Are you nervous or excited? How do you feel? Um, I don't know. I'm not nervous. It's something that I'm always open about, like open to talking about. But I think a lot of people shy away from asking about it, which is totally understandable. And it's never something that I'm like, by the way, yeah. I had an eating disorder. <laughs> no, you I know, don't it think just it doesn't come up. up in like normal conversation. Right. But if anybody ever wants to talk about it, I'm very open to talking about it. And I think the reason I'm wanting to do this podcast is just to kind of share my experience. I know I don't have all the answers, but I do feel like I have some good insight into this and just kind of help people to be a little bit more educated on how to, whether it be they have a child who's dealing with this or they, they themselves or, you know, what can we do to better educate ourselves on how to handle this situation? Mm-hmm. Well, and you've come so far. I think that's what's cool about this. So we'll, we'll get into yeah, that. But. I do want to say, though, I, I I don't feel like I have made it. I, mm-hmm. We'll get into this, like yeah. you said. But, like, it's just a constant learning and in, in bettering myself in this aspect of my right. life. Right. Well, and I think everybody, I think most people struggle with their relationship with food in some form small, large, whatever it may be. And so I think everybody can take something from this. Like, even if you're like, well, I don't struggle with this or I don't know anyone with this. I still think there's things you'll learn from it. Yeah. If you don't struggle with your relationship with food at all, (laughs) you're a robot (laughs) in my opinion. Well, yeah, I think for, this is something that like I said, everybody. So hopefully it can be relatable. Um, okay. And I just want to I want to throw out some stats because I was researching this and I was, I, I'm actually really, I had no idea how crucial this crisis is in the world. Um, so I wanted to share some stats. According to CNN, more than one in five kids and adolescents around the world show signs of disordered eating. Every 52 minutes, this is according to a study done at Harvard, every 52 minutes, one person dies as a direct consequence of an eating disorder. I, that's crazy. Yeah, like yeah. every hour that goes by, someone is has died because of this, directly because of this. Yeah. Um, and then according to the archives of, of general psychiatry, eating disorders have the second highest mortality rate of any psychiatric illness, wow. which I was, I had no idea. Um, so that's crazy. Like the second highest mortality rate is a big deal. And so mm-hmm. I do think it is something we should be talking about, but you're right. I don't talk about this with anyone. Like even you, when you were going through it, we didn't talk about it. Yeah. No, it was definitely like taboo. I feel like, and still maybe is, mm-hmm. but more people are going through it than you think, or that, you know, right. And like, like I said, one in five kids, which yeah. is crazy. Okay. So speaking of kids, I want to talk about what was it like for you as a child? Like, how did your weight affect you? Well, because that's where it all begins. Yeah. I mean, I, from the age of probably first grade, knew that I was a little heavier. At least I had that mindset. And how did you know that? Like, um, did someone tell you? Like, where, how did that come into your brain even? Yeah. Well, I think it's just little things. Like, I just always knew I had like bigger clothes than my friends. I remember we would go to my friends' houses and they would be like, oh, you can just wear this. And no, it wouldn't fit me. Like, mm. and not that I was extremely overweight. I wasn't, I want to make that clear. Like, but I was heavier. And because of that, I had the mindset that I was very different and I was very overweight. Mm. And I would say, I remember sitting in class probably when I was like in second grade. And this is really sad to think about, but in my mind, my little, like little innocent mind, I just thought, well, 
when I go home, I can probably get a knife and, and cut my stomach off. And I know that's so morbid. Wow. How old were you when you had that thought? I think it was about second grade, maybe. I remember sitting in class and thinking, I'm just going to do it. Like, I'll just do it. And then I'll, my problems will go away. And that's like the, the warped mindset that I had as this little kid. And I feel bad for that second grader who thought that. But I just thought my stomach is an issue. This is how I can solve it. Like that, that was my mindset. Mm-hmm. Um, and I, that's, like I said, and then, and then there are little comments too. Like I'd go to my friend's house and their mom would be like, oh, does this skirt make me look fat? You know, like their mom would ask that to the group of girls to that the, were there. Yes. Oh, okay. Yes. And most people would think like, oh, th- th- they're not commenting on the little girl's body, but I'm just commenting on my own body, but that sticks with you. And it's comments like this that I just want to help educate people on. Like this will stick with kids and it will shape them into their lives. Were kids ever mean to you? Like, were there ever other kids that said things to you? Yeah, I had, I mean, I would say like, I overall felt very, um, welcomed in my friend groups. Um, but there were definitely comments like I remember we were out at recess one day and I had knocked this boy over playing soccer. And in my mind, I was like, oh, I did such a good job playing soccer today. Yeah, like I'm good at soccer yeah. and you are, you're good I at soccer. I stole the ball from him. Um, and then my friend came to me in class later that day and she said, oh, so I, I still remember who it is to this day. We won't name names. <laughs> yeah, we won't, we won't call you. I mean, in, in their defense, like they didn't know their kids. Like I, I, I don't hold any bad feelings toward them. Mm-hmm. Um, they're just kind of, it was like learned behaviors, probably from what they saw from their older siblings or their parents. But she said, oh, um, so-and-so came up to me and he said, oh, Emily is so big. That's why she knocked me over playing soccer. And like, it's just like little things like that, that stuck mm-hmm. with me. And like no boys ever had crushes on me. And this isn't like a sob story for me. (laughs) I don't need all the sympathy. Boys didn't have crushes on me either. Okay. You're not all of them, but yeah. But yes, exactly. But you always might wonder why, what's wrong with me. me. Yeah. Yes. And always just came down to, well, this is what's different about me. So this must be the problem. Right. So, and this is starting from when you're like in elementary school. Yes. And then it's kind of staying with you as you get older. I do think when you're younger too, like you don't understand the importance. Like there is, there's not a lot of value on like how you look necessarily. I just don't think you like comprehend it as much. Like you're just like, I, I'm, you're a little bit more carefree as far as like, should I be worried about what other people think of me? But then it starts creeping in. And as you get older, that pressure becomes heavier and heavier and heavier. So as you get older, does it start to become more of an issue that you're like, I really do need to fix this. This has to change. Yeah, I would say as I, let's see, start, I remember sixth grade is when I started to be like, oh, I'm going to start caring about like what I look like. And, you know, I graduated from like just wearing like boys clothes to school every day. I was, I was a huge tomboy mm-hmm. <laughs> And then like, oh, I'm, maybe I'll wear some jeans and maybe I'll like actually start getting ready And then like middle school, for sure, the pressures start to come. So by high school, at that point, I still felt like, okay, middle school, all my friends had like boy crushes and like boys had crushes on them. And that still didn't really happen for me. But I felt like maybe I was like getting closer and closer. And then I start um, playing sports and I start to get comments from like coaches or who not or whatever. And it's like, if you could just lose 10 pounds then you would be faster. Like that was mm-hmm. a comment I remember to this day that I got. Which is so crazy because now I would be like, 
get stronger, right? Yeah. If you want to mm-hmm. be faster, get stronger, get stronger. Right? Yes. Yeah. And uh, yeah, don't focus on your weight. Like just work on that speed. And right. Just, yeah. Like that's, that's a better thing to say, <laughs> but I get it. Like, I, yeah. like I want to, I want to reiterate, I get it. And I feel like it's a general generational thing too. Mm-hmm. Like the people who are saying these things to me, I feel like did not have bad intentions. I feel like they were, you know, some of them were probably like worried for my future. Like Mm -hmm. what I, that that I felt like an outcast, but they're hurtful. And I feel like this is part of the point of the podcast is just to help people realize like these comments do, do make a difference and they do affect people. But so then come high school, I remember I had decided, I was like, I think I want to lose weight. Like this is when I was like, I mean, I had done things before when I was in middle school, I had done like, okay, I'm not going to eat sugar or this was elementary school. Actually, Mm -hmm. I'm not going to eat sugar for a year. I'm going to start like going on runs and exercising a little bit. Were you, were you just like, I, I want to be skinnier, but I don't know how, like, let me just try all these things that I think might, because like back then, by the way, there wasn't like Google, like you Mm -hmm. couldn't just like, you didn't know, like there were the information, like if you wanted to lose weight, you really just had to base it off of whatever you thought might work without really understanding what options there were to do that. Yeah, for sure. There was no guideline. There was no like to do this, to, to do, to get this. So I guess it was just like, okay, well I know I should probably start exercising more and I was always in sports. So I was exercising, Mm -hmm. but I'm sure I did not have great eating habits. What were your eating habits? Like, you know, you said that you felt like you were a little bit overweight. Do you think that was based off of what you were eating or do you think that's just like how you, your, how your body was? I think it was a combination I think uh, part of it was gen- is genetics. I feel like I can hold on to weight easier than others, um, mm-hmm. but also I, it's habits, and I think it goes. This I think that's the same for everybody. Like I had friends who would eat just as much as me, if not more, and a bunch of crap, and like yeah. they would be sticks, you know. Well, that's what's so weird to me because like we grew up in the same house with the same food available, you know. Like mm-hmm. I don't feel like you and I ate that much different from each other. I did not eat great, you know. I mean, we we didn't have like just for the record, like we there wasn't a lot of junk food in our house growing up, but you could find it anywhere, right? Yeah. If yeah. you wanted it. So, do you feel like you were like looking back? would you say to that little kid, like you need to eat healthier or do you feel like you were just a normal kid? I feel like I was a normal kid as I started to, um, be more restrictive though. I feel like I started to develop worse habits. Like I remember I would go, I I started to like hide foods if that made sense. Mm. So, and this is why I kind of preach now, like with my own kids and we can get more into this later, but like, I don't want to restrict them from eating anything. Um, because I just think it creates bad habits. Like no, no foods Mm -hmm. are going to be off limits for my kids. If they want to do that when they get older, that's fine. That's up to them. But like, I felt like for me, because so, because in my mind I was like, well, I shouldn't eat chocolate for example. I don't know. I, I, I didn't have a lot of control when I was younger, but I, mm-hmm. I, so I remember I would go to the pantry and I would sneak like a chocolate bar. Um, and I didn't want anybody to see. And I think that just created some bad habits. Cause you were embarrassed. Yeah. 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 So, okay. So then you're now you finally are like, I want to lose weight. Mm-hmm. So we're what, high school. You said in high school, yes. okay. I think it was my, must've been like my sophomore year in high school. And your first idea is to run more and what? Um, let's see. So I had actually started, I remember talking about it with a friend who also wanted to lose weight. 
And we both were kind of just like, you know, it's like your sophomore year. I knew my next year I would start going to dances and start dating, hopefully. (laughs) One can only dream. Yeah. And um, I, we've talked about this in the past too. I have like extreme, kind of an extreme personality Mm -hmm. where if I decide I'm going to do something, like then I'm going to do it. Um, And I think that's what happened. I was just like, okay, well, I've finally decided like I really do want to do this. And so I will take the steps necessary to make it happen. Mm -hmm. And I did. Which by the way, that is normal. Mm -hmm. Like even as adults now, you you can have a goal and that goal is okay to say, I want to lose weight. Like there's nothing wrong with that. And then it's okay to say, these are the steps to get to that goal. Mm -hmm. So what do you think made that different about when you were in high school, what maybe was like a little bit more dangerous. Well, that's the hard part because there is there is a fine line for a, a lot of this. Um, at, at the beginning, it was healthy habits. At the beginning, it was like, okay, well, I'm gonna, I'm going to start eating like less sugar, you know, and maybe just like learning to stop when I'm full, mm-hmm. and that was a big thing. Just like, okay, if I if I'm full, don't go like I don't need to go get seconds because it's good. Like I I just gonna try and listen to my body. And I started exercising a little bit more. Like I said, I was playing sports, but I remember like after we'd have a soccer game after that, I'd be like, okay, well, I'm going to go home and ride the elliptical for 30 minutes and just kind of like increase that a little bit, which is not, not necessarily a bad habit, Mm -hmm. but it became extreme when the calories started getting less and less and less. And it was very fueling and rewarding once I started seeing results. And Which is be- weight loss. Yes. It yeah. became like addictive mm-hmm. where it was like, oh, okay, well, one plus one equals two. Like if I start eating less calories, then I'll lose more weight. Mm. So I guess that's kind of like a good lesson here is have a goal. It's okay to work toward that goal, but be self-aware enough if it becomes too extreme. Well, and I would say too, like most high school p- kids don't really know like the proper way to go about that. And so I would say if your kid has that goal, there's nothing wrong with that. Like if a kid comes to you and they're like, I really want to lose weight. But I do think as somebody who's trying to help, just getting them the proper information, mm-hmm. right? Like like if you if if that had happened and then maybe like someone came in and said, Well, what if we meet what if we meet with like an expert who can come up with a plan for you? But you're you're the expert at that point of your own self and you just don't know enough. Well, and I was so embarrassed of it too. Like it was an embarrassing goal to me. Like I didn't want to tell people like, oh, I want to lose weight because that just meant like I was admitting like I'm overweight. So I didn't talk to anybody about it. Like had I gone to mom and dad and been like, I want to get healthier, then I'm sure they probably could have directed me in like healthier avenues, you know? For sure. But like even now, like we've talked about, I'm a fitness coach. I have a client who's 14 years old and it, for her, like, I don't focus on her weight. She doesn't like have to tell me how much she weighs. It's all about like, okay, how do you feel? How did, how did eating more nutritious foods this week make help you to feel? And that's what I try to focus on more is how are you feeling? She had a goal. She wanted to be able to run a mile Mm -hmm. and like, she's done that and she's been able to get it even faster and faster. She's down to like eight minutes now. What? That is so yeah, fast. It's like faster than me. Good for you, girl. That's <laughs> and amazing. Then, and she texted me once too. And she's like, I can do pushups now. Like, that's amazing. Mm-hmm. And so I just think. I love that. Yeah. I think for your kids, it's okay to have goals to become healthier. It doesn't have to be too extremes. It doesn't have to be like all the way, like I'm going to lose weight and 
and this is how to do it and it's going to be unhealthy and it doesn't have to be like you don't have to lose weight you don't have to be healthy you can eat whatever you want and just love and accept your body it doesn't have to be like that there can be a middle ground yeah okay so now you're 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 saying that you're eating less and less calories but you're exercising more and more and I mean you know as a fitness coach like most weight loss just happens because of calorie a calorie deficit yeah calorie deficit and you are now putting yourself in a pretty significant one and so like what did that what were the specifics about like what that looked like yeah I let's see I think at the lowest I was probably eating about around like 700 calories a day okay um and I was probably exercising an hour to an hour and a half a day which is an extreme mm-hmm. but um couple it with then like the low calories I was eating and yes that's going to be extreme yeah um and I don't know if this is disordered eating but I because I'm like this still I, I kind of ate the same thing every day okay, you and still do that and I yeah. think it's I, and I still can't do. understand <laughs> You're just, I, I, there's more variety now yeah but this goes back to the point where I'm like I don't know if I I don't, I don't even know where I'm at now. I just know that I'm trying to become better with my relationship with food. Mm -hmm. Like, and, and if I look back through the years, I would say every year my relationship with food has improved. So when you're, what were you eating? Like when you're eating 700, like what Um, what are you even eating 700 calories a day? I ate like some egg whites for breakfast with hummus. I remember that was like a big one. Okay. Grapefruits. Um, I remember you eating salads. so many apples. Like oh, you just like sit apples, down and I cut guess. up an apple and eat it really slowly. Yeah. So yeah. so you were, were you in the house when I, when um, I was in high school or were you? I was like probably senior year and then out. Yeah. Maybe. No, 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 no. no. Oh, no I yeah. was a, I was a sophomore. <laughs> you were like graduated You're from college right. at this I point. Was, but I think maybe Josh and I were living with mom and dad okay. when you were going through so this. You were, I feel you like were I was around. Okay. Yeah. I feel like I was living in the same house as you. Okay. Yeah. So I, I feel like I have some say in this. Like I was there. Okay. I remember. Yeah. I remember you eating apples. I guess I ate a lot of apples. I don't quite remember that. But. And as, and for an athlete, like I'm not, we're not here to say like 700 calories a day is off limits for people. We're just saying for an athlete, especially at like your height, like it just wasn't probably as healthy as it should have been. Yeah. I mean, and 700 calories a day for anybody, honestly, is pretty low. Yeah. 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 Okay. But, but I'm not a doctor. Like mm-hmm. I don't, I don't profess to be the expert at this. Right. Okay. So what is now starting? What are, what are the things that you're noticing? Obviously you're noticing weight loss. Mm-hmm. Were you noticing anything else? Back to that. I, just for context, it was about a three month period and I had lost like 30 pounds in three months. Okay. it's a lot. So I went from, I think at 145, which by the way is a healthy weight. Mm, I don't want, <laughs> I don't want anybody thinking like, oh, she looked like that and she thinks she was obese. Mm-hmm. I had an unhealthy mindset and that's what it was. Well, and this unhealthy mindset is also brought on by comments of other people. Yes. Okay. Yeah. 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 Um, sorry. What was your question? <laughs> sorry. So my question is, okay, so you're starting, you've lost 30 pounds in three months. Yeah. And now were you like, I'm good. I can, mm, okay. you know, like I can be done with this or did you keep going? And then I also want to know what was happening to you because what were the side effects? Oh yeah. Well, let's get into side effects. Um, first of all, my social life. Um, I remember like I would get invited to go to lunch it, like lunch with people that's in, in high school, you're going out to lunch with your friends every day, like not necessarily going out to lunch, but going to somebody's house for lunch. And I never would go to lunch with my friends that year because I wanted to have exact, complete control over what I ate. So you would just come home. I would go home. Yeah. I would go home and eat at the house. 
and it would stress me out. Like if I had to go to lunch with them and sometimes our, um, like as a soccer team, we would go out to lunch and it would stress me out and it would give me anxiety. And what were you anxious about? Were you anxious about, Oh, I'm going to have to eat things that I don't want to eat or that I'm going to have to avoid this food and everyone, and I'm going to be embarrassed of that. Um, maybe a combination. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It, it could have been a combination of that. Um, in addition, like I remember feeling like resentment toward my peers, um, because I, I would hear of people making comments about it. Like what would they say? Uh, Emily's lost so much, so much weight. Is she okay? <laughs> oh, but was anyone like, wow, you look good. Yeah. Oh yeah, for sure. Okay. And that, um, that's hard because it can be harmful either way. Like comments on people's bodies can be harmful either way, whether it's like, um, oh, wow, you've lost so much weight or you've gained so much weight. Mm-hmm. But I, I feel like I struggle with that even now as a fitness coach where I'm like, this was your goal to lose weight and I want to congratulate you for that goal, but I'm, I'm not going to focus so much on how you're looking Mm. I'm, I'm again, I'm going to ask you like, how are you feeling about this week? How do you feel? How is your energy? That makes sense. Yes. Et cetera. So going back to energy, I had low energy. I remember, um, I was playing in a soccer game and my coach told me that I looked dead on the field. Mm -hmm. You're like, I am. She said, (laughs) I didn't, I'm tired. I didn't feel it by the way. Like, like you didn't know. I didn't know. I, I was, I felt like I had lower energy. Um, but I didn't, I didn't realize how noticeable it was to others, I guess I should Mm -hmm. say. And she said, you look dead on the field. Like you need to, you need to put on weight. Like you need to put on 10 pounds, which is kind of an interesting, um, comparison, um, to point out. Like when I was younger, I was told I needed to lose 10 pounds. When I got older, I was told I needed to gain 10 pounds. Um, and it just goes back to like adults and peers you look up to like commenting on your body. Yeah. Like I think, I mean, just in retrospect, maybe if he'd said like, Hey, are you eating enough to fuel your body? Like, are, are, is your body getting the fuel it needs instead of like, it needs to look like 10 pounds? Mm-hmm. Exactly. It's okay. It's okay to want to help mm-hmm. and to reach out and be concerned. But a lot of it is how you go about it. Like, Hey, you look like maybe, or like, maybe you're not performing as much as well as you were last year. Like, let's look into your nutrition and what we can do for that. And maybe let's like work on building some muscle. But with that, like, I think this is a huge, huge tip for any parent out there who feels like their kid is either overweight or struggling with an eating disorder is don't single them out. Mm -hmm. If, if my coach was really concerned, a a good way to go about it would be, let's get the team together. Hey team, we're going to focus on like nutrition this week. Let's focus on what we can do to better fuel our bodies. Um, We're going to start lifting weights and as a parent, like don't single that kid out, especially in front of people, maybe like, yeah, especially yeah. in front of people. And why do you think that was like, what would have been better about that? They don't feel so different. Mm-hmm. Like, like there's something wrong with them. Yes. Like there's something wrong with them and it's not, it's not everything targeted toward them. Like you're giving them the education without giving them the complex alongside of it. Yeah. Like if, if people had, like if, if you're a parent and you want, you think your kids should probably be healthier, like make it a family goal to start going on, mm-hmm. on walks together to start eating healthier. Don't just seclude one kid and say like, okay, this, this is your new diet plan. This is your new exercise plan. 
Like Mm -hmm. instead make it a family thing. And to the credit of all of my older mentors and family and everything, like I think everybody was just doing what they could with the knowledge that they had. Yeah. It's so hard. It's so hard to watch like your friends, family, whoever like suffering in some way. And like, I am a fixer. So mm-hmm. I'm, I am constantly like, Hey, do this, do this, do this. You know, like these are things that have worked for me. Um, and so I think that's natural. Like that's what we all want to do is just to help. Yeah. And sometimes in the best way know, that we know how, and then, but it's interesting to think how sometimes the way that you're doing it could maybe just be a little bit better. could be tweaked a little bit to be more impactful. Yeah. And I'm not, again, I'm not saying I have all the answers, but this is from my own experience mm-hmm. and this is what I know could have helped me. So your, your, your athletic performance is getting worse. And that's probably because, I mean, you're losing muscle, yeah. right? Because mm-hmm. when you lose weight, you lose, you can also be losing muscle, not just fat. Yeah. But and then to contrast that, like boys started liking me, mm-hmm. you know, I started to have guys who were like, Oh, Emily's like cute. <laughs> were you also like losing weight, feeling better about yourself? And then in turn, were you like, like, do you think there was anything on your end that you were doing now because you had lost weight? What do you mean by like, that? Like, were you like, I'm going to start wearing, you know, tighter clothes or like, were, was there anything about the way that you were acting that was like, I feel better about myself now? Probably. Yeah. yeah. Not that I can think of, but I'm sure subconsciously I probably mm-hmm. had more confidence. Yeah. Maybe you were just exuding a little more confidence. Yeah. Yeah. And which maybe, is, so maybe attractive. I put myself out there more. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, for sure. Um, another concept, another side effect is I remember my hair started to become like, um, like very greasy and brittle. Mm. And um, you've always had really good hair, like thanks. nice, long, yeah, luscious this hair. This is me really just like fetching for a compliment. <laughs> it's like, I can't <laughs> like, believe what? brittle no hair. So, Not you. So your hair, but like when, when you're noticing that your hair is like becoming brittle, do you know that why? Or are you just like, oh, this is weird, but um, like, you don't know, really understand it. I remember not the brittleness, but I remember specifically my hair started to get super greasy and this, I, I was like, this is weird. I just washed my hair. Like what is mm-hmm. happening? And so I went to the store and I bought like some shampoo that was supposed to be like strip it of oils and I washed it and like still greasy. And is that a side effect of yeah, it, how come? Um, I think it's your, I don't know. It's something about the nutrients. Mm. I, I mean, I could look it up, but it's something about like your body not having a nutrient enough nutrients trying to like overcompensate somehow. I do know that you can like grow more hair, like more bodily hair because your body's trying to keep itself warm. Oh, interesting. I didn't yeah, know that. You didn't notice any like, harm Oh, that's hair. another side effect. I was cold all the time. Yeah. Which like I, I mean, you're kind of naturally cold. Yeah, but. I'm a naturally cold person, but I remember like I was constantly like freezing. Mm-hmm. I also remember I had a really low immune system. I remember getting sick like, like, I don't know, like 10 times that year. Yeah. So that was another side effect consequence. And do you feel, I mean, 700 calories a day, there's definitely more extreme. And like, also we haven't even said this out loud, but like you would have considered yourself at that point anorexic. Yeah. I, yeah. I, I mean, I don't know the exact definition of anorexic, but mm-hmm. I definitely like had an eating disorder. Yeah. I think what was hard for us, like I'm just speaking out from my own perspective as your family is it never felt like it was like so extreme that that was obvious. Does that make sense? Mm-hmm. Like you would eat, like I would see you eat. Yes. Yeah. Apples. yeah. <laughs> like well, I would there's see a you lot put more food extremes. in your body. Right. There's right. A, yes. There are a lot more extremes where people are eating like one apple and a can of tuna fish. And sometimes it's, it's, it's not easier, but it makes it easier when it's like so obvious, you know, like you you know, there's a definite problem. Well, that was my problem too, by mm -hmm. the way, I 
don't think I even realized I had, I don't think I came to terms with the fact that I had an eating disorder till years later. That you were, because you're like, I am eating. Because I, I'm, in I'm, my mind, I was eating mm-hmm. and I was just losing weight and there's nothing necessarily wrong with that. Mm-hmm. I think when it gets scary is then that becomes, like you said, you get addicted to that and you can, and all of a sudden it gets worse and worse and worse and worse. Yes. And that's where a lot of people start to, that's like a really slippery slope. Yeah. Um, Especially for somebody like me who I feel like I'm like a pretty determined person. Yeah, that's so scary. We got to be really careful about what you put your mind to because you will achieve I it. I am unstoppable. Right, right. Okay, so your hair is becoming brittle. Was there anything else that that was a side effect? Um, Those are like the main things I can think of. Did you lose your period? Oh, yes. That's a big one. Yes. I would say that's pretty common. Yes. So I did lose my period and I would say that's maybe when I started to realize, okay, this is a problem. Okay. Um, was like you just skipped a couple months or like how long had you lost your period for? Um, I don't know. I do not remember the timeline. Um, but it was enough for you to know something's wrong. Yes, exactly. I would say like at least a few months. Um, and that's when I was like, "Mm, this is, I guess this has become a problem now. Mm -hmm. I was like, I guess that this is not all good also like from my perspective you were super skinny like you were you were like the kind of like thin where you could like see your ribs I felt like mm, okay like just see so it's hard for me to remember yeah like because also um like I said I have I, I had a warped mindset and I also have like body dysmorphia where I can look in the mirror and truly like I'll see something I feel like I see something different than other people see Mm-hmm. And that's something that I may struggle with the rest of my life, honestly. And I don't think that's unique to me either. I think a lot of people feel that way. Um, but so like, I, I mean, the, when you tell me like you could see like your bones, like mm-hmm. I didn't even, I, I, I did not realize at that point that's how I was. Yeah. And also for, I think uh, probably a lot of my peers looked like how I looked, but that was like how they had looked all of their life growing up. For me, it was such a dramatic change. Like it was more natural for their body to look yes. like that. And it, they had a very fast metabolism. And for you, it was more unnatural. Yes. So do you wish now? Cause like, like I said, I could see you and I could see there was something wrong. I think all of us could. Mm-hmm. Do you wish that we'd said something? Like, what should you do in that situation yeah. when you can look at someone and you're like, man, they're not eating enough. They're getting really, really thin. What do you do about that? This is hard because I feel like it's different for everybody, but I can tell you my own thoughts and from my own experience, people who said stuff that I wasn't very close to or I didn't have a genuine like love and relationship with did not help. Okay. Like did it make it worse? To me, it just felt like rumors and gossip, Mm. like people that would say it's like, like peers at school who would say things or like, I remember one girl messaged me on Facebook and she was like, wow, you look so good. You lost so much weight. Like, what have you done? And to me, I was just like, you are conniving and you are. Why did you think that? (laughs) That's so weird. Because I knew, I knew she was trying in like a, in a passive aggressive way to just kind of like, she, she didn't want to like know what I had done. Like she was like almost like she wanted to be like, what is it that that is causing like what's this wrong with you yes, instead yeah. like that yeah okay. the way she worded it and I was just like okay huh. well screw you I'm never talking <laughs> to you again <laughs> okay so basically but this the, was my warped mindset where I was yeah. just like everybody is out to get me like this is a good goal I have like you were really defensive and I think that's yeah. what was scary for us is like we were happy for you 
that yeah. you were happy with what you were doing. Like you seemed happy with what mm-hmm. you were doing. And, and it was scary. It's scary to go to someone who seems to be what they think is in a good place and tell them that they're not in a good place. Mm-hmm. And that almost feels like impossible. Like, how are you yeah. supposed to like help somebody realize that they're, that they're actually on a really in a dangerous place? Mm-hmm. I would say the, the only things that would, that would have helped me at that time is people coming to me who I knew genuinely like neat, like had my best interest and loved me and mm-hmm. who I had the equal amount of love and um, like relationship. So it with. could have been me. Yeah. I mean, maybe, and I, I, I don't know. It's hard for me to say because it like, it didn't happen. I don't know. Had you come to me, how my reaction would have been, mm-hmm. but I do know like the, when I started to, um, to think like, okay, I need to get healthier is when like mom came to me. Mm. and we talked about how I had lost my period and she didn't she wasn't judgy she wasn't like okay well you need to do this 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 and this she was I I don't remember all of the the conversation or the context or whatnot but I just remember coming out out of it like okay well it's not healthy I don't have my period and like I now need to have a goal to get that back so that so you weren't defensive towards mom like when she said this isn't okay you were like okay you're right I, I, I may have been at first, but, um, I like probably came around to the idea because of her talking to me. And so that's what I would just say. I would say like, if you have somebody that you love, who you're concerned about, like if you don't have that relationship with them, maybe talk to somebody who does and have them give yeah. it a shot. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That makes sense. So now you're saying the period was kind of the flip that switched for you. Yeah. Uh-huh. And and so now what does that look like now that you're realizing there's something not, that's not okay? Um, yeah. I just remember again, like I said, like if I have a goal, I'll get to it. Yep. <laughs> so I was just like, okay, well, this is my new goal. So <laughs> what's your new goal though? Gain weight? Yeah. Uh-huh. Okay. Yeah. It was. And um, eventually, I don't think it took too long, honestly, maybe like a month or two till I got it back. Um, and I feel like for a while I was at like a healthier weight. I still don't feel like my relationship with food was like healed. Yeah. You mentioned that then you go to college and you start having some disordered eating again. Yeah. Which is, I think normal for a lot of people that go to college. Like you've heard it termed the freshman 15, Mm -hmm. but like all of a sudden you are presented with most of the time, like endless amounts of food. You're not just like stuck with whatever your parents are bringing home. The world is open to you. Yeah. And this was kind of scary where I felt like I was now on the other side where I was like, oh, like I went from having complete control over what I ate, complete control to then like I had no control. I felt like for a couple months, like probably for a few months. Like what, what do you mean by that? Um, like I just felt like truly somebody else was like in my body sometimes like dictating what I ate because I just felt I remember there was a few months and I had I gained like 15 pounds in a short amount of time and I I remember just like specific instances where I was like oh I don't have control anymore over what I eat and that's scary so I kind of went from like one extreme to the next and I didn't I wouldn't say I was overweight were you like binge eating like what were you doing um there were I know I don't I don't think I've 
Cause I've never, I don't, I don't know. I yeah. honestly don't know, but I, I would have times where I would, I would have binged eat, I guess. Mm-hmm. And I would feel very full, but like, I would be like, well, I kind of like, I don't, I just don't There's nothing control. I can do about yeah. it. <laughs> but like, I mean, why, like, why do you feel like you all of a sudden when you have, when you're so good at controlling it, what mm-hmm. do you think happened that like, all of a sudden you're just like, I can't, I just like am eating whatever, like that is a pretty extreme. Like those are two pretty yeah. big extremes. I don't know what it was. I don't know if it was stress. I don't know, like like college, sure. you know, I'm sure yeah. Stress. Like a, yeah. I had a boyfriend break up with me. Oh, oh, the boyfriend. I remember yeah. that. Do you? I think so. Okay. Um, and that was stressful. And um, yeah. So maybe stress. Maybe it was um, just kind of like. I, I honestly, I don't know. Yeah. Yeah. So so you're you're now to a point where you're older and you're starting to figure some things out. Do you feel like once you kind of got more control in college after that point, are you like, okay, I am good now. I've recovered from all of this. I'm fine. No, I don't think there's ever been a time in my life where I'm like, okay, I am good now and I will never have this issue again. And I think that could get scary if somebody ever is in a complacent mindset like that, because I don't think that's being like very self-aware. Like I have come to the terms with and accepted the fact that I might always struggle with like body image the rest of my life. Um, I think it will continue to improve each, like as I get older and older and, and it, that's what it's the trajectory that has happened. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, I don't think I will ever be like, Oh, I am good now, but I feel like I am in a very good place now, if that makes sense. And I don't, yeah. I mean, my goals have shifted a lot from being, I don't crave anymore. I, I, I do not crave and I don't want that like being skinny. Like to me, it's like all about health now and how am I feeling and like what, what example am I setting for my girls? And I do feel like there was a period in your life when you started to get really skinny again. Yeah. After I had Bentley, is that what you're talking about? Yeah. Yeah. Uh-huh. Yeah. I, I did. And it's so hard for me now to like even know why, because I was eating like, I, and this is being honest, I was eating enough at that point in my life. I think what, what it could have been is a combination of like, I was exercising a lot and I was not lifting weights at all, mm-hmm. really, like hardly at all. So it was a lot of cardio because I, I exercise a lot now. Um, it brings me a lot of joy and I don't think there's anything wrong with that. I don't think in order to recover from an eating disorder, you have to gain a hundred pounds and, and forego all of your like health desires and goals. I don't, I think there can be a middle ground. And so at that point in my life, it was probably a combination of just like too much cardio, like very excessive cardio. Mm-hmm. And not no muscle. Yeah. I mean, you were burning a lot of calories because I remember I could see like on our watch alerts, like mm-hmm. you would burn, like, I just remember you were burning like crazy active calories, like way more than I was, you mm-hmm. know, but I think to you, you're like, well, I'm eating enough to make up for that. Yeah. So it should be fine. It should be fine. Yeah. 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 Um, but you lost your period again. Well, this is kind of different because I had been nursing Bentley and it just never came back. Mm-hmm. Um, so I don't know had I had my period already and then been doing these habits, if it would have gone away. But you did get it back when you stopped exercising. Yes. Yes. Which so, is interesting. Yeah. Um, it's a common thing. Amnorrhea uh-huh. is the name for it. Loss of period. And it's a lot more common in people than you would think, like especially athletes. Mm-hmm. It's not uncommon. Um, and 
uh, it was just a combination of like over exercising and I guess under fueling. Mm-hmm. Uh, like I said, I was, yeah. it, I was eating like 2000 calories a day then. Yeah. There's a, you know, online, it says it's not uncommon for female athletes to suffer from secondary mm-hmm. amnuria and secondary amnuria is when a woman of reproductive age stops having regular periods. So that's basically yeah. what was happening. And it's not uncommon. No, like it, it just says that it, like I, d- I would not say like, Oh, I lost my period because I had an eating disorder. Right. At that point. But you were, but like, you know, maybe you, it just says over-exercising and under-fueling. So maybe it really just boils down to like, you should have just fueled a little bit more or like there, or maybe yeah. you should have cut the exercise Well, down yeah, how bit. I eventually got it back is I, you know, what's interesting too is the doctors didn't really help much. Like mm-hmm. I went, I went to an OBGYN and what they said didn't help. They gave what me, what did a, they say? They, they put me on a pill. Um, what was the pill supposed to do? Regulate. It was supposed to bring it back. Yeah. Oh, okay. Um, it didn't do anything. And then <clears throat> I, did, I came across an Instagram, <clears throat> an Instagram account. Um, and it was talking all about amnuria and I was, I realized how common it is even like people could have it even who are overweight, by the way, it's not mm-hmm. just like an underweight thing. People could have it who would appear to be overweight they're just not fueling their body enough and they're over exercising. Like they could be eating a lot, but not of the things that really fuel a body. Yes. Right. Yeah. Okay. Mm-hmm. Um, and so what I had to do to get it back was I had to stop exercising and that meant not getting my heart rate above a hundred beats per, per minute. So I so could what do is, things. But yeah. Like what types of things were you still allowed to do? Um, I, I wanted it back fast because we were trying to get pregnant. So I did not do any weightlifting at all. And all I did was just walk on the treadmill that was it, like just at zero incline. Um, and I was eating about like 2,500 calories per day, which is a good amount. Like, and that's that, a lot and it, because it worked. Yes. It brought it back. Yeah. 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 Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, and then I would say over that time I gained probably like 10 pounds and then I got pregnant. Um, and this is where it gets tricky because I feel like my periods have kind of always been a little irregular. Mm-hmm. Um, it's hard to know what to blame it on necessarily. Yeah. Like some people will breastfeed and, and get their, and get their menstrual cycle back within like a couple, like a month after stop, stopping or even like before they stop. And like, that's just never, that's not been me. Mm-hmm. I stopped nursing Brooklyn, our youngest, like, um, I don't know, like eight or nine months ago. And I still haven't had my menstrual cycle back. So I, again, and probably going to have to go through similar steps. And this, this is where it's really tricky because, and where I'm just like, well, I don't have all the answers Mm -hmm. (laughs) because I am definitely like fueling my body now. I exercise a lot. Yes. But like my body fat, and that was the biggest thing is like, what's your body fat percentage? And that's what will make it go away if it's too low. And you feel like you're in a good place now. Yeah. My body fat percentage is higher now than it was like decently higher now than it was in the past when mm-hmm. I've gotten it back. So, yeah. yeah. So it could just be your body. It could just be, yeah. <laughs> is, yeah. It's yeah. I don't know. But like, it's something that, again, like I said, like I'll always have to be kind of like working at this mm-hmm. and I don't have all the answers, but like, um, it, you know, if you see me like having to stop lifting or working out soon, like that's probably why. <laughs> yeah. Um, there's a term uh, orthorexia. Mm-hmm. So this can be really deemed as somebody who has maybe like, um, unhealthy, any type of unhealthy relationship with food. And this could even be like an obsession over healthy eating. Mm-hmm. And I feel like you are a very healthy eater. So how do you feel like you balance, like walk this line? 
Yeah, this is hard um, because I feel like I, you know, I admittedly make, maybe I do have a little bit of this in me. Mm-hmm. And I think a lot of, a lot of people might actually. Can I read just a paragraph so people kind of understand a little bit more? Yeah. Okay. This is, um, so this was coined by a doctor, Stephen Bratman, um, an MD in California, a fixation on righteous eating. And the concept is, um, it includes eating habits that reject a variety of foods for not being pure enough. Eventually, people with orthorexia begin to avoid whole meals that don't meet their standards or they don't make themselves. Um, and I, I, I'll just say, like, I don't think this is you, but yeah, I do from think from your up from my observations. But you, for sure, like of everyone in our family, do have the most like kind of like honed in um, attitude towards food, where you're like, I have very specific things that I'll eat or that I won't eat. Where I think most of us are just like we'll eat whatever. And yeah. I'm not saying that's good. Like, I feel like the, you are so healthy. So it's like kind of hard. Cause I'm like, well, what's wrong with that? Mm-hmm. Like you, and I think back to your point is like, it, you feel better when you eat better foods. Yeah. I would say if, if I do have a little bit of this in me, it's, I, I would say the reason I'm like, okay with that now is because I'm focusing on, I eat this way because of how I feel, not mm-hmm. because of necessarily how it's going to make me look. Mm-hmm. Like if I gain weight on the scale, I, it doesn't affect me like it used to, you know, like I don't really think about it and I'm more just like, okay, well, how am I feeling? And that's what I try to focus on. I don't want to eat this donut because it's going to make me feel sluggish and I'm not going to have the energy that I want and whatnot. But like, if I really, really wanted something, okay, that's fine. You know, mm-hmm. like I'm not, I would eat it. I don't feel like I have a lot of sugar cravings in general right now. Um, so I don't eat a lot of desserts right now, but I don't like a part of this definition says like they won't eat meals that like other people make them. Mm-hmm. Like, that's not me. I don't feel like I struggle with that. And that's something that in the past I definitely would have like, I, yeah, that would have stressed me out. Like, Oh, how much butter did they put in this, et cetera, et cetera. And now you don't, you try not to focus on it as much. Yeah. Like a perfect example is this weekend we went to two, um, Christmas parties and like at one of them, I did not like the food. So I didn't eat it <laughs> like just because it was food that it you didn't think gross. tasted good not because it was unhealthy yeah. or like what do you mean no like I, I I'm not going to eat food that I necessarily that I don't like mm-hmm. just to eat the food like just for the social aspect well, and so that you're might not be a social eater yeah, yeah. I'm not a social eater and mm-hmm. that might like if my friends go out to eat and I don't care to eat what they're having like I'm not going to get it just for the social aspect of it and mm-hmm. that might be what like sets me apart but, um, then we went to another party and like, I love the food. So I went back and got like seconds and even thirds, you know, yeah. like it's, and so a lot of it is like, okay, I'm going to eat it. If it's, if it's like intuitive, you know, like mm-hmm. I'm going to eat it. If it's something my body really wants, if I feel like it's going to fuel me. Yeah. Like you were telling me you got sick. And so you were drinking a lot of hot chocolate, which is not something you would normally do, but because yeah. your body was kind of like craving that in the moment. Yeah. Like I'll accept that. And like, I'm you know, like if somebody made me a birthday cake and I didn't, you know, like, and I felt like I needed to eat a piece to like make them feel, yeah, good. Make them feel good about it. <laughs> like I would eat it and I yeah. wouldn't think about it after that. Mm-hmm. Whereas in the past, yes, in the past I would dwell on that and I would be like, oh, like, I can't believe I did that. Yes. It's ruined my whole day. Yeah. Like, oh, I mm-hmm. need to go exercise more now because of that. Like, that's not where I'm at. Yeah. So I would say part of this definition. Yeah. I'm sure I probably have a little bit of this orthorexia. Mm. Um, but I don't, I don't feel like I have it 
to the full extent. Yeah. I feel like you've come a really long way. Like what's interesting is, uh, and you didn't really talk about this, but you were, I think you were really hitting it hard with like the hit workouts and the aerobic activity. And then you had a, a goal, which you roped me into to run a marathon. Mm-hmm. Um, but you're <laughs> roped you into, first <laughs> yes. of all, you were the one who was like, it was run a half marathon. It was my idea to do a half, which and then is one day, half of a full, which is much better, <laughs> no, no, much no. better. Let me, hold on. And then one day I was like, I think I'm going to run the full. Yeah. I didn't say one word to Kirsten about how she needs to do it. And then all of a sudden Kirsten with her competitive mindset, like having to like one up you or one up me is like, well, then I guess I have to do it too. Well, I just was, you know, I had been, I felt like I had been like running a lot and you hadn't been like, you hadn't really ran for a while. You were mostly just doing like workout classes, but you weren't really like running. So I was like, if Emily can do it, then I should surely be able to do it because I've been running. Yeah. By the so way, yes, it was note, competitive. I feel like we, you have found a way to bring up that you ran a marathon in almost I, every episode. I shall continue that. So <laughs> it's like every episode. It's like, but oh, it is relevant. Let's talk about it's, interior design. By the way, I ran a marathon. Let's you know, yeah, plastic surgery. It really has a lot to do with like pretty much everything in life. Just yeah. so you know, it, there's a lot of like life lessons that can for be sure. And it. I and we know what we haven't talked about it enough. So we'll talk about it some more for we sure. We totally will. We should do. Oh, I bet our listeners are just dying. They cannot wait for a whole episode yeah. talking about your marathon experience. It will be happening. Don't you worry. Yes. So, but the point of this is there is a point is that you hurt your knee in the training process yes, and it forced you to stop running Uh and you still can't really run a ton. No, I can, you know, if I really wanted to, I could probably like go and run and run like six miles, but my knee would, would hurt for a little bit after. And, and and that was the point where you're like, let's refocus. I think that's really when the refocus Mm -hmm. started of weight training. Yeah. It was hard. Like mentally it was a very hard, um, shift for me. Because mm-hmm. I, I love cardio. I enjoy it so much. It's like one of my passions. There's nothing wrong with it. But that's when it shifted. Where I was, well, well, And also to admit to myself like, okay, this isn't healthy for my body in particular right now. And to like let go of that control was, that was a lot for me. Like mm-hmm. for other people, like maybe it's healthy for their body because it's not going to like blow out their knee. But for me, I was like, this is something that I need to change because I like couldn't walk downstairs anymore without my knee like killing. Yeah. So that's when you started refocusing on weight training. And now I think the point of me saying this is like, I feel like you are in the best place possible that you've been. Mm -hmm. You are really healthy. And I think you, you felt the difference. And in turn, you wanted to start helping other people because you had really come to such a good place. And now your fitness coaching because I feel like you, you finally have felt like you're, you have kind of gotten that to your goal. And like you said, you're always going to be continuing to want to improve, but I feel like you're like, I I've learned so much. I'm in such a good place. I want to help other people now. Yeah, for sure. And I just like have fallen in love with the process and I still have more like work to do. Like, and I also want to say, it's not bad to have goals to like lose weight or to become like a better version of yourself in that sense. And there will be t- phases and times in my life where I'll weigh more and there'll be times where I'll weigh less and like, that's okay. But like, I don't let it define my worth anymore. Mm-hmm. And it's not, it's not consuming me. Like, for example, like people that want to go do like a bikini body competition, I don't think there's anything wrong with that. And they might have to do like some extremes to get to where they are to be stage ready. That's all about like, that's like, that's like an athlete to me. Mm-hmm. You well, know? it's like, an, it's like their, their job. Yeah. It's like an art form. There's to them. athletes who, who 
are having to do a lot of extremes to their body mm-hmm. and that's okay but not creating not having that be your like life your norm trajectory mm-hmm. yes like that's not the norm people most people who do body competitions are not in that calorie deficit or being that lean forever it's a short period of time and then they're like going back to refueling and everything and, yeah. I, and I think that's okay yeah. And that might be a contradicting opinion. Well, it's also just like educating yourself, like give yourself the knowledge and the understanding of what's healthy for you and then make your decisions based off of that. Yeah. Not what you think you should be doing or what other people want you to do, but really based off of like what you know for yourself. Yeah. And I think that's kind of where you've come to with your journey. Thanks. Yeah. Well, and I'm glad you can see that. And I'm, Emily is so strong. <laughs> Emily is so strong. You guys like, I wish you understood this is really the point of the podcast. Go to her Instagram and see her muscles, that. but like, it's really, really cool. And you've inspired me. Like I, you know, if you didn't know, I just like ran this marathon and then I, then I why don't like, you tell them a little bit more about it, Kristen? but I was running so much that I do feel like after that, I was like, Hey, you know, like I knew that as I was running, my muscles were getting depleted because it was so much cardio. And and what happened to me is that my muscles couldn't sustain that amount of running. And I had a lot of problems. I think a lot yeah, of people you had to do. go to the doctor too, right? I had to do physical therapy. Yes, I had gluteal tendinopathy. Yeah, I mean, we'll get into this, all of this. I mean, I can tell you podcast. all about it. But like my glutes couldn't, my glute muscles were not strong enough to sustain the running and the type of running which I was doing, which was a lot of hills. And so I think now we're just understanding like you really have to have that muscle base to achieve a lot of your goals. And people forget that a lot. And I think you've really leaned into it and it's really inspiring and I'm inspired and I'm, I'm like not as strong as you at all, (laughs) but I'm getting, I'm working on it. Yeah. You'll get there. Yeah. Yeah. That's nice. Thank you. I appreciate that. No problem. Okay. Well, we ask a few questions to all of the people we interview. So lucky for you, I'm going to ask you a few of these. Are you prepared? I hope I'm prepared. Do you know the questions? You better. (laughs) I mean, I know the questions but um I just might yeah 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 you're ready you're ready hit me with them okay what are your three favorite products right now okay um you love electrolytes that's probably your number one (laughs) (laughs) I feel like every day Emily's like guys I can't do it I can't do electrolytes it's It's too salty one of the biggest battles of my life yeah but you're working on it okay well I'm on a poop journey (laughs) yes which if you guys listen to our gut girl Yes. Um, shout out Chanel. She really inspired you to, to take your electrolytes. Every well, yeah, day. I was like, I've got to, if we're going to be podcasting about things like I'm ignorant about and want to learn more about, I need to like actually apply these things into my life. Good for you. So she talked about how, um, if you're not regular, if you're not regular, it's because of dehydration likely. And, and I was like, well, I'm pretty de- like hydrated. I drink a lot of water, but then she said, it like you need to be hydrating with electrolytes Mm -hmm. and so I've been on a little bit of an electrolyte journey and um some of my friends and family members know all about it because I complain to them (laughs) every day hate them so much (laughs) I think they're disgusting and I love them anyway um I went to a party last night um this past weekend and there was like a gift exchange Mm -hmm. and in it I got electrolytes yeah, the universe is like, please. It's just new. It's like <laughs> hydrate yourself properly. <laughs> and so, um, anyway, and we've also talked about my calf cramps, by the way, in the past. Yeah, and you think that's because of uh, dehydration and, too? Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Anyway, so which, by the way, yeah. sorry, this is such a tangent. You drink a lot of water. Yeah. Like more than anyone I know. So that's what's so weird about it. Yeah. Well, I mean, that's what it made sense. Yeah. That's why our podcast is just so educational. Changing lives. Yes. Here and there. Yeah. Changing our lives. Anyway, so 
back to the point, I, I got these just ingredients, electrolytes. This is not an ad, Mm -hmm. but, um, I tried them this morning. Okay. And And consensus. And they were like manageable. Okay. I was able to drink all of them. You didn't gag. I didn't gag once. I didn't spit any out. I didn't even take it like a shot. I was like, I might just have to take this like a shot in one ounce of water. Mm. But I was like, I'm going to do it in like 14 ounces of water, like it says to do. And it was good. So it was the strawberry limeade flavor, in case anybody's wondering. And I guess I'll just be drinking those from now on. So, I mean... Yeah, but but if they want to sponsor me. <laughs> we, uh, I guess I'll. That's accept. your favorite flavor. That's what you should send her. Okay, but that's not one of. I was just no. That, you know. that, that, that is that one of yeah. your three favorite. New? Uh-huh. Okay, okay. Yeah. So what are the other two? Um. Okay. So let's see. Perk. Oh, you know about perk. But I thought you weren't doing perk anymore because of the sucralose. Yeah. Or this was it sucralose and perk and perk that you don't like. Um, the artificial sweeteners. Yeah. 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 Okay. So this goes back to where I'm like trying to still find my happy place with not being extreme. Mm. And so I still don't know where I'm at with this. Like I, for a while I cut out all artificial, um, sweeteners, everything. And I felt great. And now I'm like, okay, well, maybe I'll start incorporating some back in. Well, even like Chanel was, Chanel was talking and she was like, it's okay to have like these certain things. It's more like the quantity that Mm -hmm. you're having them in. Mm -hmm. Moderation. Yeah. So uh, this is where I'm just like, I don't know. We'll, we'll see. And I'm, so you're bringing the perk back in. I am continually learning more about what I like. And, um, I am like more than willing to admit like, okay, maybe I was wrong about that. I don't know. You're adaptable, but also they do have an all natural flavor. I just wanted to say what is, what is perk? Will you explain for those who don't know? Sorry. (laughs) Yeah. Just assume everybody knows. Yeah, it, they're probably like, "Is it a drink?" They're yes, like, get it to is. the point. Yeah, um, it is a drink. It's kind of like a hot chocolate, and they have tons of different flavors. Oh, so when you say perk, you're talking about the hot chocolate because mm-hmm. they have. I do um, the BCAs sometimes because they have some. They have some different this types. Is of not drinks. about you. Once My we do your things. running podcast, we'll talk about your favorite things. <laughs> fine, fine. Okay, We're not so talking you about do, those. You what? You do the Mexican hot chocolate, or which one do you like the best? Um, it's. Uh, it's like a white chocolate peppermint. Yum. I've had it. So good. good. I'm going to have some today actually, but it has a little shot of caffeine in it. Yes. Yeah. So the, if they, if you don't want one with caffeine, my favorite is a salted chocolate caramel pretzel flavor. And, but that's the one that's the natural one or that's just, Uh, no. So they have natural in a lot of different flavors. Okay. Like you can pretty much get any of their flavors in an all natural, which means no artificial. Because my problem is like, if I'm going to have caffeine, I want to have it early in the day and Mm -hmm. I don't necessarily want hot chocolate early in the day. For me, that's more of like Mm -hmm. a, I want hot chocolate all hours of the day. Yeah. You, cause you're always cold. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) That makes sense. Yeah. Anyway. So there's that. That is one of them. Okay. Um, and then let's see. Last one I will do um, just probably like, oh, we got a water filter. Yeah. It took you first like forever. It to was install. not one of my favorite things at first because yeah. it took us hours and hours to install. What, Aqua True? I don't know. I'll have to get the name. Okay. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> let's just say it's Aqua True. I think it's for, Aqua True. Yeah. Yeah. Aqua True. Um, it's like an under the sink one and it's great. I think that I don't know. I'm, I'm very easily convinced. And like, we listened to a podcast about how terrible tap water is for you. And so now I'm a water filter girl. Don't remind me. Cause I don't have one. And it's, it's very sad. Yeah. Well, um, you can come drink from my water filter <sighs> anytime just, you want. Yeah. Have you bottled I'll it up start, for me? I'll start bringing you gallons. Should start selling it. Sure. If anybody to your wants community. To, if anybody wants to buy <laughs> some of my totally filtered That's water. Cool. Do you feel like it tastes better? Can you tell? Um, our sister, Sarah would say, yes, I think Mm -hmm. she did say that actually in one of our podcasts, but, um, 
I, I do think it tastes better, yes. Uh, but to me, it's more just about like the benefits. Do you feel like your palate isn't like very good? Yeah, my palate <laughs> is not refined. I will totally I, say okay, that. Okay, that's what I wanted to say. But Except I for when it comes to electrolytes. <laughs> I can yeah, taste true. the salt in those. But I just feel like you have such an ability to mm-hmm. eat so healthy because like you just feel like everything tastes the same. Like nothing's like... You're never like, I don't, yeah. you're not like a food girl. Like you're not a no, foodie. You don't I really care about like fine dining. Like, yeah. No, no, I don't care about fine dining at all. Like I would way rather just like sp- spend 10 bucks on a meal than like to me spending $200 on a meal is such a waste. Yeah. I don't, I don't care for that. You don't get a lot of joy out of food. I do. No, I do. But like luxury food, no. Mm. And like a lot of foods that people would be like, oh, this is not very good. I'll be like, oh, I think it's good. Like, yeah. Except for that. Except for one of the meals <laughs> I had this weekend. What did you have then? I talked about it at one of my oh, Christmas parties. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm not going to say which though. Okay. Okay. Yeah. Okay, cool. And then what are your daily non-negotiables? I mean, like probably exercising. Oh, how did you know? Yeah. I feel like that's we so, all new. I feel like that's so boring to yeah, don't say, even though. Don't say that one then. Say other I stuff mean, like that, that we is, would find unexpected. That is one of my daily non-negotiables. But surprise but what us. I'll say, yeah, this is something you, I don't think you know. Um, Sam and I, for the past year, I think we started in January, actually. We started a shared Google document. Hmm. And on that document, every day we write down notes from our studies and that's our scripture studies. scripture studies yes cool. um and then we write down three things that we are grateful for from usually every from day. usually from the past day yep so we've been doing that every day for how many times a have year i been now. on the list oh my gosh of things you're grateful for every day every day kirsten so what how do you study your scriptures every day um like what what do you mean like like are you sitting down and reading them and then then you're writing your notes after that um either or sometimes listening sometimes reading i usually do it while i'm walking on the treadmill well, that's cool. Yeah. Anyway, so that's something. You should invite me to your share dog. Sure. You can be on I it. I will have some good insights. Anybody who wants to be on it, we could totally do that. Yeah. But that's been good. I think that, um, you know, we have had like our, our fair share of like mental health challenges that we never thought we would mm-hmm. have and we can get into As do many later. people, yeah. Yeah. And, and um, somebody recommended to do that like write down three things you're grateful for every day. And I do feel like it helps. Mm -hmm. So that can be um, like a little bit of words of wisdom from Emily. Inspiring. Yeah. Thank you. Cool. I'm sure you've never heard of that (laughs) tactic before. Gratitude. What? Yeah. Yeah. No, that is really good. I have a, I have like the five minute journal and there's three things you're grateful for. Yeah. (laughs) So going on to one more thing. Okay. No, I want to say two more things actually. Okay. Um, Talking to my husband and my mm. family member, my family members every day. That's kind of Love like a that. non-negotiable. Like I, I feel like that's um, kind of like a duh. But mm-hmm. also, as I thought about what have I done every day for the past who who knows how long, it's probably talking to family members and to Sam. Yeah, you talk mostly to me though, probably more than you do to Sam. All the time, mm-hmm. all the time. Because of our podcast. Yeah. Oh my gosh, probably, <laughs> probably more than we would like to. More than we ever thought. Yeah. We've Marco Poloed so much. Yeah so much the past week about our podcast i'm just happy that that makes your day better every day you're welcome it's always what i write in my gratitude okay last thing about my daily non-negotiables is i really like to go to bed early and wake up early such a blessing and it's really the best i i'm not about me again but like (laughs) that's also my person (laughs) did you have to do that when you ran your marathon that when i ran my marathon (laughs) it was like just a lot of early nights and early rising i remember early to bed early to rise yeah yeah, well, I'm the same way though, so I can relate with that. I just, I think too, like some people are, do 
they do better when they can stay up late. Like their body and their mind is sharper at night. Mm -hmm. For me, it is like, I feel like everything starts shutting down. I am, yes. I am just like, my body is ready to be done. Once it's like seven o'clock, I'm a couch potato. Like yeah. I don't want, and that's part of the reason I think I like it because when it's seven o'clock, I'm not productive. Other people can be, and I'm just like, I'm not productive. This is me mm -hmm. like shutting down for the day. But when I wake up in the morning, I am like, go, go, go. Like I get so much done and I love it. And it's just like a, it's, it's important for me also to wake up before my girls wake up. Like yeah. I just feel like it sets my, um, everything's better when you yeah, have some time my, to yourself, my vibe for the day. For I sure. just think it's so unfortunate that so much of the socializing happens at night because people oh, don't even yeah. like know how good of how great I can be yeah, because they only see me why at like going out at five 20, in the morning, 20% capacity, right? Like all I can do is just like want to be in bed, but that yet I have to go out and socialize and I'm just not my best version of myself. You know what? Let's start a trend. Let's start, yeah. let's normalize socializing at there 5 a.m. There should be like more like going out to a movie early like at nine yeah. and there should be more yeah be like so fun girls nights out but like 7 like a.m girls mornings out <laughs> so i'm with you no for real like i'm i'm having a girls night in a little bit and i'm a little stressed i'm, I'm yeah. yeah you're gonna have to take a lot of perks of that perk you yeah. sure are okay what's something that you can confess to being ignorant about that you want to learn more about oh my nothing nothing you just know nothing so much i'm so ignorant when it comes to running a marathon because i never I did know. that i'll teach you all my ways yeah yeah um uh, yeah, I would say I'm not terrible with this, but I don't have an, I don't have a natural eye for design mm. and that's why I'm so grateful for you because I can just ask you all my questions. But do you want to know more about it or do you not really care? Yeah, I do. Oh, okay. You I do. don't have like a strong desire, but I would love if I could put up my Christmas decorations and be like, this looks really good. I'm so confident in this mm. instead of every time I like go to the store or like want to like buy something cute having to be like oh I want to ask Kirsten you're just like frozen yeah no no no. I really I go into a design like if I go to any sort of design store Sun River Gardens your favorite like I will mm -hmm. walk in and literally draw a blink yeah. and like everything just like starts to look the same to me and I'll be like well this is cute but like I when I, I walk into to a design store I'm instantly like Oh, and yeah. then I'm just like skipping and running and happy and like buying everything. And like, it's yeah. a totally different response. Yeah, I know. I, I feel like my mind just like shuts down. Sometimes I almost cry because I'm so happy. Like I seriously have been that like moved is, to tears. We should save that for our confession. Episode. I seriously have. So I just want to say like, I don't know how you feel, but I, mm -hmm. but I can feel this. I can be relating to this because that's how I feel sometimes when I walk in the gym. I'm just like, yeah, I don't, I don't know. What do I do? Just yeah. go to the treadmill. Like that's my happy place. So I, I can understand yeah, so that's feel. what I'm ignorant about. And okay. I, I would eventually like to spend more time on that. And we've talked about this, I think, last or two episodes too. Like you kind of walk into my house and it's just like minimalist. But so clean. It's It may, helps it to be clean, but I'm like, I would like more things on my walls. I would like the mm. more like of a homey yeah, aspect. Like a reflection of who you yeah. are. Yeah. So maybe let's do an episode on that in the future Can't and just wait. get all your design tips. Okay, plus marathon tips. Can't wait. Yeah. Okay. Well, no, we're cool. gonna do a whole separate episode for that. <laughs> Cannot wait. We are gonna I save that for our so grand many season finale. <laughs> perfect. Perfect. Okay. Well, thank you, Emily. This has been very brave of you. I think it was great. I, I hope that it helps some people with you know just some things that they might be going through with people they know or themselves. Yeah. Um, that was the goal. And, and I am more than happy always to share any of my life experiences if it's going to help others or help mm -hmm. like, um, help others to be more aware and maybe like a little bit less ignorant. Awesome. Um, so yeah, thanks for listening. If you made it this far, I appreciate it. And please like, and subscribe. Yes. Share with a friend. We would really appreciate and it. And please 
please leave a review. Yes. That would mean so much to us on Apple Podcasts. Our Christmas gift. Thank yes. you. Yes. Thank you. Thank you.